Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You can tell our friends, and they can have my things when we're dead. Something, something, something. Won't you vax that ass up? Girl, you look good. Won't, <laughs> Won't you, you vax, vax that, that ass, ass up? up? You a fine mother. Won't you vax that ass up? <laughs> that we, were, was... we were at that club in Tampa oh or whatever. God. Or not Tampa, Naples. The boys like, cast. What's up, boys cast? There's probably... That was probably the... Who, what, what's the artist? Who is it again? Juvenile. Juvenile. It is. So Juvenile, the rapper, got paid a boatload of cash. Well... He doesn't. I don't. We like, assume. I hope we it, assume it's a Soros thing. It's yeah. like it's guaranteed. <laughs> like when people say Soros, and you go and you go, ah, you're Come a crazy <laughs> conspiracy guy. And then Juvenile comes out with Vax that asset, <laughs> which you know it's like Manny Fresh is in the video and Birdman. It's a tough and listen. And you just know, yo, know, it's a tough listen. And you just know that you're like, all right, Soros is up to this. Is a Soros <laughs> thing. He, he probably was like, because you know that the royal, you know, used to be in the music game. What you are the royalties that... like on back that ass up? Right? Hi, hi. We think uh, well, Ju- Juvenile's got cash, in my opinion. Oh, for sure, he's got cash. And like, although he could have blown it, unless Master P gave him a really juvenile types are known to you know, be <laughs> super wise. With I their mean, money. if Sinbad doesn't have money, <laughs> it's probably not looking good for Juvenile. <laughs> but you got to assume that. He was. He makes a lot of money, and for he can't be like super pro-vax. Yeah, he like he's not like be. he's not a health guy. And I can't imagine his community of people that like him are like clamoring for that message from no. juvenile. Like, why isn't Louisiana's juvenile speaking up? Yeah, Louisiana <laughs> is literally a low-vax state. Yeah, do you think like big juvenile fans are like, where is juvenile on this <laughs> issue? It's a irresponsible of Juvenile. All these BuzzFeed articles being like, Juvenile has really let us down. Yeah, Juvenile has uh, been silent on a key Silence issue. Silence is definitely that ass up. <laughs> Girl, you look good. Won't you vax that ass it's up? It's tough, dude. So I, when I, I saw that and you go, I agree with you that you're like, but I don't know if uh, this was independent money or this is like straight up government Biden money. This is like, Bi- yeah, it's either government. Do you think or Soros, Soros juices him up a little? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Sor- he tops up the. You know when you see it's the like smoking dark, commercials, dark he like tops it up. Yeah, a yeah. Little. It's like it's like kind of like dark pool <laughs> money where you go like like the government's like, look, we can only give you because we get audited. Like, yeah. we can give you fifty grand because it is funny to think of when they're coming up with their ideas and the thing they go, okay, we need to do a big camp. You know, they did the literal the biggest uh, propaganda campaign in probably the history of America. Probably the only propaganda campaigns that have been bigger than like get vaxxed to be like go to war mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah and uh, yeah like wmds and yeah yeah, yeah. In iraq like let's go to war that's the only campaigns that they probably have bigger where they're like we need to go screw, you know bomb these kids right <laughs> oh yeah like he got like you know when they joke about like the the dump truck full of money yeah he probably did because he, he probably a appro- big dumper he probably approached him and he's like get the fuck out of here he's like i'm not getting vaccinated you guys like <laughs> do you think juvenile is so dumb where they're like listen we can give you five million dollars or 
whatever's in this briefcase. <laughs> and then he was just, could be ones, could he be was just rubbing his hands. He goes, yo, give me that briefcase, yo. Yo, hook him right up with that briefcase. Yo, that briefcase looking good. It's a tough listen. But I, I <laughs> so you're in the Biden administration. It's like a bunch of Biden and his old, like, you know, all, all white yeah. guy kind of situation. And then it's like, what are we going to do? And they're like, I've got an idea. Yeah. Well, they probably approach- and everyone's like, "That's too crazy. There's no way that we can get Max that as a." They probably approached Jimmy Buffett, and then Jimmy Buffett's like, "Yeah, n- not for a fucking every dollar in the world." Well, anyways, go watch that. It is nuts. If you just finished your first semester at Prague or you, that's gonna piss you off. <laughs> the, yeah, when you hear that at the club, you know, if you just finished your first semester at Prague or you, and you gotta go to the club and hear Vax that ass up, you can't. This is what fucking Dennis was talking about. Juvenile starts doing like guest lecturing for the music program. <laughs> this is a little too much, Prague or you. <laughs> Want you Vax that ass up? Could you look fine? Want you Vax that ass up? And there's like no swearing in it, obviously, because it's gotta be like pretty clean. If you it's gotta hear, be a full radio. Baby got vaxxed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if baby got vaxxed comes out, I'll go. What? Then oh, baby. Sir Mixalot is probably like, what the fuck? Because you know he needs the money. Sir, Mi- Sir, Sir Mixalot's like, yo, I could really use the money. Because <laughs> he probably like got. He has one of those old school deals where he probably got fucked really badly on it, and he like doesn't own it or anything. Like he just got like a dollar of every like CD. I'm sale. a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight vaxxer. <laughs> 24-7 at CBS. <laughs> Anyways, if, I hope there's some more of those coming out because it was incredible. I saw some crazy uh, Corona articles too. I was going to mention that like, it's funny because it, it's sort of like the Trump thing where they're so desperate to keep this going forever. I mean, the governor video has literally been proven true, but the first New York Times, the paper of record, as Danny calls it, mm-hmm. uh, cats and dogs can be infected by the coronavirus, but cats are more susceptible to the infection, a new study suggests. Sick. And you're just like, you remember, you know that um, the old meme where they have the clown makeup and they're putting it on? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like juvenile, vex that ass up. And it's like, you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't touch services or leave your house and you're putting on like the eye makeup. And then you're like, you're, you, your cat's going to have coronavirus and that's them putting the clown nose on. Yeah, of course. By the way, I just searched Vax That Thing Up It's, it's and oh, right. the Verge... It's Vax That They Made It A Clean Version. The, yeah, it's called Vax That Thing Vax Up. Vax That Thing Up. Right? And then The Verge <laughs> on Ju- July 8th, 2021... Oh, the, the Verge would be doing some shit for goes, money. It's over. Vax That Thing Up is 2021's Song of the Summer. The Verge. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like again this is where i go yeah soros is doing stuff. yeah you go it's not dude soros it's bought not, the gonna... verge he goes brought the verge probably the five, verge on five the million five million you own the verge he goes that's <laughs> fucking nothing it's like song of the mal- yeah he just bought the whole paper yeah like he's the thing is i'm starting to like soros he's a bit of a prankster <laughs> and that i can actually appreciate he's a bit of a prankster the full nose makeup you know he, he's stay buying away from your cat. like he's buying the verge he's like you know, doing Vax that thing up. He's also like dropping pallets of bricks off at fucking Black Lives Matters rallies. You're like, I don't know. He's a bit of a prankster. I like him. He's always up to, he's a goofball. <laughs> he's a goofball. He's wacky. He's like a wacky guy. The next one that was good was Forbes. Uh, all these papers is so crazy because like five years ago, you go, that's like a real paper. Yeah. You know, they, Forbes did uh, uh, speaking English spreads, spreads Corona more. So if you're, yeah, I saw- <laughs> And it was like, and they go, new research suggests the English speakers put more droplets when they talk because they spit more when they talk. And oh, it's yeah. like, you ever been to the Middle East? I was, I, that's <laughs> obviously what I was thinking. And it was just like, what are you guys, mental? 
Oh, like, so yeah, maybe if if it's friggin' uh, what's his name, Suffering Succotash. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what that guy's yeah, name yeah. is. Uh, Sil- Sylvester. Yeah, Sylvester. Sylvester. I think it, no. Yeah, I think it's Sylvester. Sucker. No, Suffetash. No, that's no, that's, that's, that's Foghorn Leghorn. Anyways, if you're a cartoon, I say, character, I say, I say, son. If your levels of spitting that you're a cartoon character, yeah, but here on planet Earth. There's a lot of other languages where they're legitimately horking on you. <laughs> I know. Like, it's like legitimately. German? You ever seen a speech from one of those guys? Oh, yeah. I saw a speech from one of those guys where he yells quite a bit. It's yeah, in black I and white. I hated that guy. <laughs> that guy's the worst. He's I'm a like, fucking I'm worst. Say his name. I'm not going to say his name. Soros either. loves him. <laughs> Didn't he help for something? No, no, no. Well, yeah, he like helped for him. Clean they, things up. Basically, the bottom line is is if you're speaking English, is murdering people. And uh, you know what? I was thinking it's funny. Do you know how there's like a big push right now after January, July, uh, January sixth? That the what happened on January sixth? Um, it was just like a cold day. Yeah. And I was looking in the mirror, and it was sort of the day that I realized that we are the problem. We are the problem. And we are the real terror. You put the clown nose on. I put the clown nose on. So go, go speak the language to yourself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chinese. Chinese is the language. I go speak the motherfucking language, but if, we're, if they go white people are like the terrorists, like you know how that's the thing where it's like white people are terrorists, the I real mean, terrorists. They, they literally are. Yeah. Well, does that mean we can get offended by terrorist jokes and do terrorist jokes on stage? Like we should. Like, be like on- oh, yeah, we have that. We ain't no terrorists tour. Like <laughs> yeah. our, our buddy, like after September 11th, he was like, he's like Arab, and he's like had to literally be like, we're not terrorists, and then yeah. it's us. But we do all the same thing. So I was like, you know, I'm in a, I'm, get, I got to get. I guess I got to go to the tanning booth because I don't want to be stopped at TSA <laughs> because I'm a terrorist. Yeah. I guess I got to grow the beard out so people can't tell that I'm white. <laughs> like you have to grow your beard out totally, yeah. so people don't think i'm a white terrorist <laughs> like i start hanging out at the mosque more yeah we have to do the reverse yeah, we do the where straight. we go on stage and i go everyone thinks i'm a harris we just do white people hack terrorist <laughs> jokes i'm I, we literally i go fucking do i just do some guy who like makes all those terrorist jokes and just like switch them all to yeah, white yeah. people and do the whole just, act you just straight up just take everybody's jokes like just do Take Maz Jabr- like license Maz Jabrani's like act from like two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm gonna totally switch it around. And yeah, I'm just like, I'm at the TSA. I'm running through, and someone just yells at me, terrorist, and I go, this again. <laughs> go back to where you came from, and I go, I go I'm oh. on my way to Winnipeg right now. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> Yo, do you know what else is funny? So I love just that everything always gets turned into like how girls' lives are so hard or whatever. Uh-huh. They are though. I know. That's what the point of this podcast. That's the point of this podcast is you are fucking so hard. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Your life, your life is so hard. <laughs> I always break into girls' houses when they're sleeping, and I just I sleep under the bed uh, while they're sleeping just to make sure that nothing bad to protect happens them. To, yeah, to protect not them. To <laughs> and then when I come up, they wake up. I go, yeah, it's so hard. And then they go, are you crying under there? I go, yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> You just, usually your arm comes up from the side. You go, I need some more tissues. More tissues. <laughs> For you just, your hard They love. put them in your hand and it just comes back up. <laughs> For your hard luck. Thank you. You have a fucking hard. I don't even know how you wake up that day. <laughs> but they go, I, want, I didn't know this, but me and Danny were just in Florida and I didn't know this. Someone's telling me that uh, the tanning tax, because I guess there's, you know, there's a tax on cigarettes uh-huh. and well, the ta- the tax on tanning, there was like a big push to say that this is a tax against women. The same as like tampon tax. Sorry, there is a tanning tax in Florida? Or no, you, everywhere. Or you, oh, 
Like, well, the, the way that they works is a lot of these things that are bad for you, the government taxes. Yeah, yeah, okay, syntax. so you're familiar uh, with the yeah, situation. I, didn't, I, never knew, I never knew tanning was so prevalent that they were... Yeah, being straight, they have a syntax on I mean, you. I thought the tan tax was just all people who are a little too tan have a harder Well, that's why it's so funny, that's but the they're saying girls tan more, but it's like, well, let's be honest, if you're going to make this a feminist issue, it's a tax on women and disgusting gross guidos from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Yeah. This is a tax on women and guidos. It's a guido tax. And all like fat Israeli people who live in Miami. <laughs> it's a tax on fat Israelis. It's yeah. anti-Semite. It's oh, anti-Italian. Yeah. It's, oh, it's anti a lot of things. Yeah, but they, so it was a big thing. And I actually just like, I quickly, we'll go back to what we were talking about. But I looked up this article for a second. Just, it was from like a few years ago. This was popping off. But they were like, if you look at the number one cause of, of skin cancer, it's not tanning beds. It's the sun, Smith said. So why have they not proposed a tax on the sun instead of tanning beds? <laughs> So this just goes to show you like the kind of uh, discourse that's happening in Parliament. <laughs> but this guy goes, "Why don't we tax the sun?" And it's like, uh, I mean, does that, who wants to feel this for uh, <laughs> for Congressman Smith here? Yeah. Uh, the reason we don't tax the sun is because it's free. But yeah, it's kind of uh, hard. Yeah, Nobody really owns. Difficult it. to tax something that's free. But uh, they wait. Listen, we would if we could. Yeah, yeah, we definitely would. We, we kind of would if we, we would could. Love to tax the sun. To go back to this. Um, COVID takes where it's just like this is the kind of stuff where they're pushing so much like try, they're trying so hard to get you scared mm-hmm. and they ran out of stuff that they literally have to be like your fucking cat's got corona it's the same thing as like that was the first like week maybe like March of 2020 end of March April they go Remember they were go someone at the zoo, the Bronx Zoo. They're like a lion got COVID. Oh, they love that. People are like, holy shit, animals are getting it. That's scary. And then pretty soon after, they go, oh, it's nothing to be worried about. They can't really transmit. They can't transmit it. They can maybe get it from you, but they can't really transmit it. It's nothing to be worried about. But they're just why they all of them from the beginning, the the day one. They're just like every news station in unison was like, you're not going to have toilet paper, (laughs) and it was just like. There was no shortage on on the supply or whatever. It was the whole reason for the toilet paper thing was just that people bought it more. Yeah. There wasn't a problem making it. There wasn't a problem shipping it. There was just like the stores were empty because people bought it. Yeah. And then the next day they were fine again. Yeah. And it was like every place was like, well, get ready to sh- wipe your ass with your youngest child. Because- <laughs> yeah. Basically, everybody learned about just-in-time supply chain management. Literally, for, yeah. For like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So that's how that all works. That makes sense. We're doing right now. We're going back to Canada and we had to do, we have to run around town doing COVID tests. We do one COVID test, the person, then apparently it's the wrong one. We have to do another one. We're spending our, and then we got to go back. We got to get one. Dude, it's legitimately, Justin Trudeau wants to friggin' put his hand in your ass and fucking make you talk like a puppet. (laughs) More like fucking Justin Trudeau. (laughs) So they said. That's all for me, folks. And this is what they said. They go, in college, everyone knew which professor spit spit the most when lectured the front rows of their classes were always empty at the end of the first day of class because high achievers who sat there had bathed with the lecture saliva so what year at- was this <laughs> this was now what do you mean this is about covid oh this is well this i'm is like the COVID we, i went to oh i'm so, oh because like i went to college no but they're saying this is what they're saying they're going if because well we all know as English speakers that if you sat in the front row of the lecture, you get soaked. You're at a goddamn Gallagher <laughs> fucking concert. You're like, what the? F- what are you talking about? Yeah. Like they're trying to re. They're like it's revisionist history where you have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Remember that? Walking out of class like wringing out your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the- 
fucking I'll tell you if every seat that I was supposed to be was fucking empty because I didn't go to shit I didn't go to class for shit brother <laughs> you'll have to take your word for it Allison Escalante they're so ridiculous Cla- this is one of the things when I always say so I was thinking about what universities could do um because you know how, you know the whole scam from the get-go it's they the government got involved teamed up with the banks, give everyone a bazillion dollar loans so they can go take useless courses that you don't learn anything in like humanities, right? And I was thinking that, and you go, well, how do you change that? I I think that the way to push this should be that the educational system and anyone campaigning for education should have to be in humanities. You should have to learn how to argue both sides. That should be the whole argument. It's like any liberal professor, they should have to make you argue both sides. Mm. Like well, that's de- literally what debate club was, right? Should, but every everything should have that's that that's how you learn critical thinking. Mm. Make them make them write papers for both sides. Like yeah. that should be the new like push towards schooling is that every school that's like making themselves successful, you have to and even if you say, Well, we already got the right answers, still everyone could benefit from learning all yeah, the other and sides. Just defending an argument. And the school yeah. of thoughts. So like even I think one of the reasons why so many people like that are uh, super uh, left-wing or whatever. There's only a lot of people that, I don't even say left-wing, a lot of people that are fucking, you know, uh, corporate opinion kind of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like CNN gives you all your opinions. They're like, okay at diagnosing the problems, but then they're just so bad at finding, like writing, writing the solutions, which almost makes you just get involved, not get involved in the first place. Cause they'll be like, Hey, this is a problem. And you're like, you're like, I guess I could agree, but I know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you have a guy, guy that likes to kill everyone and you're with your friend and he goes, yo, your dad was a little annoying today. And you're like, I agree, but I also know how you would deal with annoying yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's how it feels. So you go. Like the guy from No Country for Old Men. You know what I mean? It's like, and you go, ah, no, he, he wasn't. And then you go, what? You don't think that's annoying? And it's like. It's not that I don't think that's annoying as much as I know how you deal with these problems yeah. and I uh, disagree with all of your solutions. Yeah. So with the uh, it's kind of but so one of the reasons for that I was thinking is they have such a problem with any solution that doesn't appear moral. Mm-hmm. So for example, yeah, it's like what's the point of having a solution if you can't tack on a moral if you can't Yeah, like right. it, yeah, it's like they just want to tack on something to make them feel good. You go like why why solve something and not and feel, you know, not good about it? Like yeah. smug. Exactly. And so for example, all these people that that learn, you know, philosophy. Like I remember taking philosophy in poli sci and I legitimately went to those classes zero times and got 80s. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking I went once I went zero because the reason I went zero was like once I didn't go most of the year, it was like my shtick that I would, so yeah. I could do, I literally did it so I could do this, like brag about <laughs> yeah. it. <like> later. <laughs> but I, but regardless, I still did do it. Yeah. And that's how useless these, and then, then I have math classes where I'm just like with 10 Asian guys and it's actually really fucking hard, right? But my point is these things are such a joke. Like every one of these people should have to learn, you know, here's one school of thought where, you know, the progressive ideology, here's what objectivists think and why, and be able to like, because for example, those school of thoughts where you're like, it's actually rational to move in self-interest. So sometimes when you think that you should always be stopping to help people, that's actually worse for the world. And you don't, I mean, which is also, you know, the first day of economics class, that's what they tell you. They go, right. Everybody acts in their self-interest. And then you go to like, well, that's not he, a and philosophy you go to he, though. No, but I'm economics just say they do. Objectivism yeah, they do. and I Rand and all those sort of, you mm-hmm. know, high, uh, all that sort of stuff. Their idea is it's actually moral. Mm-hmm. So like their moral framework, they cannot 
like they can't a lot of people can't rationalize i think women especially have a really hard time rationalizing something that like doesn't seem like you're helping people every step of the way you go and actually you know like with a son or something and you go i'm telling you it's actually gonna help him more to just cut him off yeah. like imagine that for sure of, it's tough love yeah but like anything like that with that that's even more aggressive where you go you're cutting him off this is like just don't get involved it's not gonna help mm-hmm. but like a lot, they can't understand the concept that sometimes meddling makes things worse, you know, yeah. whether that be Marcus. And I'm not even saying they're ones super right. I mean, I sit, you know, I have my things that I agree with, you know, certain people in one, but I think that these people have the inability to understand the other side. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. They, I mean, if you're talking about CNN, for sure, all those talking heads, they, you can't like give a different perspective. They don't, they think they're not right. <clears throat> Whereas I usually... It's like, you can't even be like, you don't even get it? I mean, that was the whole thing with Trump. Is, is, exactly. Is everybody was, was like, hey, you forgot half the country. And he just didn't. And they go, well, <laughs> fuck them. They're a bunch of deplorables or whatever. Yeah, you go, you don't even get it. By the way, people in Naples... Naples was fucking hilarious, they dude. Like, they like Danny Trump. had a fuck Fauci chant started. <laughs> <laughs> the best was like do the the jo- COVID jokes or whatever. And then like the amount of people who straight up, they go like, they're like, yeah, I was in the hospital for two weeks. And I go, okay, uh, would you take the vaccine? They go, fuck no. Hell no. <laughs> well, like, like, yeah, they're like, fuck that gay shit. Like literally like that's how they feel about it. Even though they were like, yeah, I was on the brink of death. Yeah. And they're like, so how do you feel about the vaccine? You go, no, thank you. It's so funny the different sides of the country. I've been yeah. saying that half the country likes gays, half the country likes troops. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so like we didn't actually do this, but we are loving the, the best idea of Danny enables- starting a fuck Fauci yeah, chant yeah. at the beginning of his set. I, it's like for pandering one, so hard. For one <laughs> moment, I almost did just because I said it on stage. I go, I told a friend, and then I was like, we're not recording this. Why would I do this right now? Like if it was on video, it would be funny. But I'm like, I'm not even recording it. So then I was like, why would I do this right now? Yeah, it would be funny. Just like have the video of like Danny Bullshaw caught pandering to them, you know. (laughs) You just look at the camera like, like I don't even know what it would be. Just like it'd be like Danny destroys the concept of comedy. (laughs) I was doing that joke. I was doing the joke that you're not supposed to call them retards anymore. You're just supposed to call them women. And I was like in the idea of going fucking mid navels. You go, hey, and you're not supposed to call them retards anymore. You're just supposed to call them Democrats. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Dude, I'm that would have fucking killed. That, that's what Tim Allen's thing. We, we kind of made fun of that. I actually Tim listened Allen. to him on Marin yesterday. Yeah, I like Tim Allen. Yeah, dude. I like the Tim. But it's funny. He did that thing where he literally goes, uh, <laughs> he goes uh, in, in Last Man Standing, it's like, could be worse. He could be a Democrat. <laughs> and you hear the ooh, it's like the Kelly Bundy yeah. thing. Ooh. The best is I have that one jo- the joke where I say like uh, how Trump I go Trump lost the election and literally all these people go no he didn't <laughs> like twenty people go no boo. <laughs> JJ was saying some shit like that. He goes. I I, w- I think people should wear masks more. I got yeah. booed him, but he was saying because he goes because people's breath smell was yeah. his premise or whatever. Is, uh, <laughs> hot take, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. We're hanging out with JJ. He's there. They're all like, fucking, you can't say anything anymore. And then JJ's up there like, I fucking suck 12 Yeah, these are literally people who like don't believe in gay marriage for the most part. And then JJ's <laughs> like, I sucked 40 cocks this morning for breakfast. And they're like, hmm. That, that yeah, he, only, he got him though. He got but him that all. was only the people that were just like at the club normally, mm. which was thir- um, 
70% of the people like were fans mm -hmm. and they drove in from every single person I talked to all weekend was like, I drove in from an hour away. I drove in from Miami. Dude, drove North from, Carolina. No one. Yeah. No, one That's dude, crazy. one dude drove in 12 hours and he goes, yeah, because I couldn't take a plane because I don't wear my mask. <laughs> But 90% of the people that like came to see me were just whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was, this was like the, you know, 70 year old that like was like, who's at the local comedy club? Totally. I wish JJ, because JJ didn't do the Sunday show, which I feel is like people go, what do you want to do after church? Sunday today? show was the number one, like the ideologue show. Yeah. You go, what do you want to do after church today? And like, maybe just go check out some stand up comedy. <laughs> and JJ's like, suck the fucking. Dick so hard it bled. And they're like, okay, let's go back to church after this. If you said that for JJ, he'd be like, yo, can I use that? Yeah. <laughs> yo, jokes aside, do you do that? Is yeah, that is that available? Can I use or? that? Um, we should do a moment of silence right now for um, women who are now eligible to get drafted to the military. I just want to say, take those heels off. <laughs> Put those boots up. You are now G.I. Jane. <laughs> Putting the full clown nose on on the field. <laughs> to be honest, you have to under... You have to, I'll tell you what, the Kim Kardashian-style girls that fucking don't care about none of this shit, you have to hand it to them for sticking it out for so long. Because when you're out there being like, we need equality for everything, I don't even know how they possibly like stuck it out for so long where they're like, we can't be drafted. I mean, no one's getting drafted really anyway, but... Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> Vapid used to be like a negative thing, and now it's like way to go, just cutting all this bullshit out. I've been saying that. If you yeah. go on a date, like, <laughs> dude, it's a, it is the time for a girl that's like, yeah, I don't watch the news and I like purses, and yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. You go, I, I think I love you, but what am I so <laughs> afraid of? I'm afraid that you might be a libtard. I'm afraid <laughs> that you might have some opinions on the economy. I actually was listening to Jimmy Dore on. Rogan yesterday and he fucking like even though he's like obviously liberal he's like calling everybody shit libs and stuff it's shit like, libs is a fun shit libs term. is so shit he's calling everybody shit yeah exactly dude if you if you still shit but he's calling like everybody shit libs it's so yeah. funny if you if you legitimately are uh been you know a, in the, in the world for the last four years and you came out of that still being like good there's a good party and a bad party mm -hmm. you are fucking give your head it's been yeah. brother. <laughs> Well, the girls got the thing. To be honest, though, how funny it would be if me and you got here, we moved here, and then we got drafted. We'd have to go draft <laughs> dodge back to Canada. Yeah. Can you let us back in? Go, no, you made the decision to leave. You stand by it. I really don't know how the girls stayed. Dude, stay I had friends who, I had Jewish friends who grew up in Canada, and when they, one specifically, but I know, I've heard other stories. They go to Israel army? They, no, they go, they choose when they're 18, they go, oh. I'm going to Israel to join Are the army. stupid? They want to. It's like they literally want to. People you went to school with? My friend Adam. They have that much allegiance my to My friend Israel? Adam, he... Actually, sorry. He was born in Israel, but moved when he was like two to Canada. So it's like, you know, I guess he had, you know, he's technically... But every Jew is technically Israeli, right? Like every Your Jew... Your word's can, not mine. No, literally every Jew can get, no. I, I can get an Israeli passport. You're saying... What did you say about loyalties? We have dual loyalties. <laughs> Um, I mean, literally every Jew. The thing is, the dual loyalties is like, yes, they made they made a <laughs> yeah, rule yeah, 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 yeah. where every Jew is an Israeli. Yeah, yo, so I have to, dude. I gotta get a letter from my rabbi, and then I go to Israel and I go, I'd like a passport, and they issue me a passport. Do you have a rabbi right now? No, no. I think he's dead. Actually, oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't like. Have did he suck the skin off your dick when he did the circumcision? I hope so. <laughs> Fucking paid enough for it. <laughs> 
You have to pay. Yeah, do you have to pay extra for them to use their mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just he has like a fucking like pamphlet like at a funeral home because yeah. like, with all the check marks of like what it's you like get. yeah, yeah, with but the col- different columns. If you want him to use his hand, is <laughs> it, it's, it's like a, it's like five hundred bucks for the hand, a thousand bucks for the mouth, uh, and it's like two G's if you want feet involved. <laughs> If you want a foot job while you're you doing it, job. and then you're like, you know what? We're just gonna pay for the hand. He goes, you know what? You look like good people. I'm gonna yeah, throw it in. Yeah, you, you know what? You look like salt, <laughs> real salt of the earth, people. I'm just gonna <laughs> toss this in for you. I'm gonna toss. The, I'm gonna toss the mouse there. I'm gonna toss the mouse to circumcision and free of charge. Free of charge. You look like real salt of the earth, people. Um, <laughs> Don't mention it. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing. <laughs> It ain't fucking nothing. <laughs> we're like, honestly, we're good with the mouth without the mouth. Uh, yeah. Nah. yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll toss an extra double circumcision <laughs> on. Um, you know what? I was uh, one thing I was gonna ask of people is if you don't subscribe to the Patreon or any of that stuff, the one thing that uh, would be sick if you could do to help us is just give a, rev- a five star review on the iTunes. So pretty simple to do that, and you can support the sponsors. Yeah. You know, join the Patreon. Lots of cool and things subscribe you can do. too. Subscribe to the new Boy, uh, Boys Guys Clips channel, but even easier than that, you know, you just grab your phone, pop on over to that iTunes thing, pull up that link, put the phone up. There you go, five stars. Say five stars. L- love the circumcision bit. Yeah, specifically say you care love- for the boys. Say so you're duly loyal to the boys cast. I'm duly loyal to America I and the boys, boys cast. cast. <laughs> I have dual I have dual loyalties <laughs> to the. That'd be so funny if there was like a conspiracy where there's like a. There's a there's like a like a congressman and there everyone's like he has dual loyalties to uh, fucking the boys. <laughs> Dude, there's so many male congressmen out there where you, you're like this guy has dual loyalties to American women. <laughs> I'm sure there's one member of Congress who listens to this podcast. Oh, for sure. Dude, we we had like that cu- there was like this huge fucking guy who's like running for office with this huge platform that was in uh, at our show this weekend. Yeah, He's dude. A Brazilian guy, what's up? So, speaking of uh what do you call him? Crap, true crap or turdo? Turdo. 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 Um we once in a while we got to touch on this wacky stuff that's going on in Canada. It's so funny though. But there's a wa- there this it, it's only funny because of the Trudeau thing. So, in the NHL, and I guess it's NHL, so it's not just, you know. Yeah, there's this guy, Logan May- Mayu, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just read. So what happened was, he's, he was basically 17, and he was going to be like a top draft pick. And this guy sent a group chat of him, like a girl giving him head. Mm-hmm. Basically is what happened. Yeah. So then. In Sweden. In Sweden. Because he played in Sweden. Played in Sweden. Someone on his team. I guess went public with it being like, can you believe this guy sent this to me? Uh-huh. So first off, it's like, don't be, you can't send that shit right now. Dude, a, a fucking group chat with like your whole team on it. Yeah. That's, you gotta be. That's, I mean, again, cause you're 17. You're like, isn't that what Snapchat is for? Mm. Yeah. This was, that was, that was sloppy of this guy. But so, the, so basically yeah, all, just dumb all around. He sure. basically got, he got hit on it, right? Hard. Well, I mean, you don't expect your teammate to fucking rat you out like that. Yeah, but, but I feel a lot of times that stuff is like, it's it's not even the teammate. It's like his mom found out or something. How would his mom Why would a teammate out? just rat you? That's what happened. Oh, really? Like, that's for sure what happened? Someone, yeah, someone like outed him from the team. Oh, I didn't know that. So, which is crazy. But then, so every, every basic team 
you know, condemned it and they go, they, they acted like they caught him shooting a guy and this stuff, everyone has to act also outraged. Like, ah, like every person, male and female has to act like they're, they go, he did. Are you what? Yeah. They go, Oh, you have to act like you basically heard this guy, you know, molested his dog. You know Mm. what I mean? But the, the truth is, and this ain't a guy girl thing. Every girl I know, not every girl I know, but a large faction of girls is fucking showing each other dick pics and all that sort of shit. Girls are out there showing stuff. I've, dude, I was with the fuck. I'll tell you, I was with Chloe, fucking Lebranche, me and you, and Karen Fian, and fucking uh, uh, I don't know who else was there. We're at a dinner, and Chloe's a date starts dating this guy. She was literally showing. She's showing his dick pics. We go. None of us want to see this. Not only that, but she was showing to all these people around. us. She picks up the dick pics. She goes, "Check this out. (laughs) We're at a restaurant. The table beside us. She's a fucking psychopath, and she was on the sauce. She's she's on the sauce. She goes, look at this, guys. We're like, get the fuck out of here with it. A fucking take a family beside us (laughs) is like." Stop waving and, a dick in our face. And this is a nice restaurant, too. Right. So to act like this is just something that is a misogyny problem is not true. Mm-hmm. I know girls that are fucking showing all sorts of pics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So every person, when they hear this, you have to go, I I can't even believe the I'm living in this world. What? You don't the fuck. fuck. And you go, I'm so, you plug your girlfriend's ears. You're like, I sorry you had to hear that people like this even exist in this world. So every every person did that. And then the guy know that he got hit so hard. He knew he fucked up and he goes, he basically said, you know what? I'm going to take a year off even going to the draft because I'm not ready and I need to reflect. Yeah, he straight he said, please do not draft me. He read this big statement that was obviously prepared by but a he said, team. he goes, look. No, I'm, I understand, yeah. but he didn't fucking write that. Whatever. Well, uh, yes, but he, but he said, don't draft me. Like, why is that such a hard thing? Be like, just let's wait till next year. I'm 17. That's what he said. Yeah. They said to him, they go, you know what? The, the best move for you is to say that like you're taking a year off the draft. He goes, he says all that stuff. Montreal comes out. They go, now nah, we'll take him. <laughs> so the French people, they, they don't took him like, him. they didn't take him like the last round either. They took him in like the second round. Well, he's a good round. player. Yeah, they took him in like a second round. So this guy's like a really good player. Montreal won him. Montreal took him. Then every team had to c- come out and condemn it. They go, these French fucks. Yeah. They go, yeah? Je ne pas human beings. <laughs> you are not, or you are not, to a le worst. So they, so the funny part is, and, and all of this you're watching and you go, it's every person is just watching the motions go through and you go, the, and then you have to do the, the right emotions for each thing. So the first thing it happens, a guy showed a fucking video of him getting blown by a chick and then he, and then everyone has to go, oh. and then the team announces and everyone has to go. Oh. <laughs> sorry he went in the first round yeah that's but the problem gutsy is, move by the canadians basically the canadians didn't get with the program mm-hmm. of they didn't get with the program of being like Ugh. well they're probably in montreal they go hey, what's uh, this a big deal they're all yeah. like they're, they're all like, so liberated hey, well, you know? was the girl uh under 13 <laughs> yeah exactly and you go under 13 they're all like because they're trying to my like, uh, girlfriend is a uh, seven-year-old I, I do not see problem <laughs> yeah they're they're trying to like go back as their whole thing is you know they we're, we're not shit. like canada we're like europe right yeah they go even though this whole thing happened in europe uh, we do not uh, <laughs> care about uh, that. The guys get the the fucking head of the team getting blown in the press conference. Should I uh, not be doing this also? <laughs> is this uh, is bad? Yes. <laughs> is this uh, is this bad? If this my uh, daughter? 
<laughs> they're wild over there in the Quebec, and it's and that's the we're doing. The, they're even more. This is a problem. The, you, know, you know, gross Quebecois French accent. I just googled it. You know, ridiculous. You know, Deadspin. You know how they went like so woke, and they're having all these like fights, and they're like, right. people are trying to shut them down. Their take on this was: this is an- another reason why they should just <laughs> abolish the draft. <sighs> Like what? What should they do then? Yeah, what do you do? Just, what are you talking about? Yeah, that makes zero sense. What do you mean? What is that? What is their take? What is their possible Lip- argument? I don't. I mean, I'm not going to read this fucking. Okay, don't read the whole thing. But the funny part to me, and you know, all of this is kind of it is what it is, and you go, oh, yeah, everyone's doing what they got to do right now. It's like, yeah, you're right. Don't yeah. fucking send a video in 2021 to a group chat of you getting blown. To it is crazy though because, because because like they had a conversation where they were like. You know, they took him in the first round. Like, they were, that was their Montreal's first pick. They and they were probably like, "Look, they're like, you know, if we don't take him, like, someone's going to take them." Like, yeah, it's yeah, the game, it's game was, theory, right? I didn't realize they, he was, they uh, basically are saying, "Like, look, if we don't take him, somebody will." There's, they wanted. They him. have decided. They go. He's a hundred. You know what? That probably happened is the guy who runs the Canadians is like. I want to see that video. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not going to be able to see that video unless I get him on the team. <laughs> He's the Molson. It's the fucking But Molson Justin Trudeau, Trudeau went on. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, pretty boy. He went on, like he did a big press thing where he comes out and Trudeau goes, Justin Trudeau, prime minister. They said he's as a lifetime fan of the Montreal Canadiens. He says, I'm deeply, deeply disappointed at their decision to draft him. And it's like, why is the prime minister even talking about this? Also, didn't he have a bunch of allegations that he literally dismissed as nothing? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He goes, that was nothing. What is this? Even your business. Like, you get caught. This guy gets caught doing blackface 40 times. He's still the prime minister. Mm -hmm. Some 17-year-old. He's a kid. Yeah. Like... And this is a, a play time when, like, people are growing up. Like, everyone in high school right now is fucking, you know, every time that they're dating, they're sending each other essentially child porn, which is not probably good. No. But that's, unfortunately, the growing banes of, you know, whatever this, like, new society is where everyone sends them pictures or whatever. And you're 17. It's not that cr- And then your, pres- your prime minister, who has allegations, who got fucking three blackface charges, is coming out being, like, despicable. Yeah, he goes... He goes when I'm picking a Montreal Canadian that I want to have sex with my wife, <laughs> I want it to be a guy that didn't do some stupid thing when he was 17 years old. Also, hockey players are just in general scumbags. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, so like the a little fuck, fuck players. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's like when you see this stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one guy that got caught. Yeah, exactly. There's probably 80% I, of them have done this. I mean, literally, okay, if you said all jokes aside, we go, we're going to go full police state. Where everything you've ever done is like fair game for you to go. And and you go, anyone who showed a video of like a dick pic they got, anyone who showed a video of a fucking any sexual thing that they've had. I, I, I tell you, 60% of the country under fucking 30 is in jail right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, 80% of the fucking professional athletes. Yeah. So it's like, what world are we fucking living in here, bro? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't see why, like, had they just, I mean, I, you know what, I don't know enough about, like, I know about hockey quite a bit. I don't, like, I, I'm kind of shocked that they took him in the first round. You have to think, him saying, don't draft me, like, you could have got him in the seventh round. A first round pick is like, you in the NHL, you take a first <laughs> round pick, him, you could trade that first round pick for, like, a pretty big star player. Yeah. Like, that's worth, like, a star player. They wanted him. And they got him. 
They knew that. that imagine guy he's, was be imagine bringing he's all like the, the next blowjob picks, dude. <laughs> imagine he ends up being the next Gretzky. So uh, the guy's like, "I'm so sorry about what I did," and the guy's like, oh, yeah, "Yes, yes, yes." Uh, can I see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bring My French accent is full Muslim now. Yeah, full. Gonna take a quick second here to talk to the new sponsor, and this one I'm pretty excited about because uh, pretty badass boy sponsor Butcher Box. You know the oh, Butcher fuck Box, yeah, hell yeah, right? Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hell the right. Butcher Box guys were feeling the cast. Summer is all about savoring every moment. You having a barbecue with the boys? You having everyone else's wife over? <laughs> you three boys? Every smoking hot chicken town yeah. coming over to give the white boy's head so you can show everyone? <laughs> what do you want to have? You don't want them to think you're some cuck bitch. No. What, you're going to give them green beans? Yeah, you're literally going to be like, I uh, I have some shrimp cocktail for you. I have a soy box. I, I, I have tofu, marinated tofu <laughs> for the boys. Who wants some tofu? I have firm and I have soft tofu. <laughs> you come steamed or grilled. I've got steamed tofu for the boys. I actually keep it in my pocket. And for dessert, we're going to have tofu. I actually keep it in my pocket. And if you look also on my pocket, you'll see a man's hand who holds my pocket. <laughs> Jail style. Jail style. Butcher Box will help you spend less time searching for high quality meat. You sign up. You pick your pack. Each box ships with eleven to nine to eleven pounds of meat packed fresh, shipped frozen, vacuum sealed, making it simple to store in freezer and grab later for a delicious meal with friends. Pretty bad. So a few of my buddies are all uh, big into the the butcher box coming for the barbecue. It is way better than having to go to the store, pick it out. For sure. You do it online and they freeze it at like the perfect, uh, they freeze it at the perfect exact time. And then they send it to you in a way that like, uh, keeps it fresh. They yeah, of the, course, of course. They have this whole like system down. So vacuum seal it, all that stuff. Vacuum seal. You pick your cuts of meat. Premium quality, great price. So, and this is the special offer offer that they gave us. And a lot of people have been complaining, saying we need better offers. So this is what they said for the boys cast. Luckily, today's sponsor Butcher Box wants to celebrate summer, so they're offering to new members two free lobster tails and two free ribeyes in your first box. What? We're not bad, right? It's amazing. So if you get your first box, you get all that free shit, so you can share a high-quality surf and turf with me. Where JJ was doing his gross surf and surf turf. And- <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy JJ all the weekend, he goes, I had sex with guys, I had sex with girls, I had a trans person. He goes, uh, wow, what's that? Why would you have steak or lobster when you could have surf and turf? <laughs> he goes, what is it? He's like, you've never experienced something until you've had a... Double D's, double D's in your hand and a cock down your throat, and then like literally like the conservative church going audience in Naples, they go. One thing that me and fucking Danny forgot with JJ is the amount that um, he's disgusting. No, no, the amount that like going after him, like we both had five minutes because this guy goes on stage, he says the most insane things, and then you all you have to do is be like, "How about that?" Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah, literally every time I followed him, I, I, oh yeah, the first time, the first time I like did it, I go literally every time I followed him, I go. Yeah, he was normal before the vaccine erupts. <laughs> erupts. <laughs> I always say he's the scared. He's, he's the scared straight program where they bring you bring your kids to see his act. <laughs> Anyways, he'll turn your ass into a butcher shop. <laughs> yeah, so you don't need a, you don't need this meat box. But for <laughs> everyone else, sign up, choose a box. Uh, and delivery frequency. They offer four curated box options. Butcher box ships to your ships to your door, frozen at the peak freshness. Like I said, you enjoy high quality meats delivered to your door. 
and more time for amazing meals together. Butcher Box offering to the listeners two five ounce lobster tails, two ten ounce ribeyes for free in your first box, and you can only get this f uh, you can only get this deal when you sign up for butcherbox.com slash the boys cast. That's amazing. You know how much the fucking two ten ounce ribeyes and two lobster tails? Cost? Yeah, not bad, right? That's a great. That Butcherbox.com slash the boys cast. Hell so yeah. I might guys, sign up for that myself. Not a bad one, right? I might sign up for that myself. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna get my Okay. So this is what I wanted to talk about the second half of the podcast here. So Robin D'Angelo, are you love Robin D'Angelo? Are you familiar with this this woman, Daniel? She's the one who keeps calling me fragile for being white. Yeah, she's <laughs> Robin D'Angelo, female gigolo. She She's been out there on the podcast circuit yeah. talking about comedy. And it's it is wild what she says. Like that guy that we were talking about last week. <laughs> she's doing interviews with this guy. And so the thing is about Robin D'Angelo. She thinks that she could take her system where it's like and apply it to anything. Mm-hmm. Just like the blogs do where she goes, "All you need to know is that white people are racist." You look at a black person, you go, like, that's that's how you walk through life. And every every single thing anyone does can be looked through this tiny little lens of her, like, I'm racist because I'm, like, an upper-class fucking liberal that never been in a fucking garage with the boys. Yeah, who literally just makes all this money telling other white people I'm racist. These fucking people. But I said, do whatever you want. You want, you want to go on your chairs of racist campaign? You want to go and say... Now you got to get involved in comedy. Maybe the least funny person in the history of the world mm-hmm. has a lot to say about what, what's She's going got on with comedy. A lot of comedy. opinions on comedy. These these people are out of their minds. Let's hear what Robin has to say. Well, this is the guy first. Told a racist joke. Sat in the audience of a, at a comedy club and heard racist jokes as a as a as a Jew. Um, yeah. You know, the jokes were fine <laughs> if they were about other people but the minute someone made a joke about a jew it was offensive because you're a fucking loser also that the essentially what that person's saying is let's segregate comedy clubs 100 percent. we have we only have jews can perform for other jews whites can perform for whites and like you know men perform for men women and just like super intersectionally segregated no one will get offended problems well this guy's having a big you know he he doesn't he has to ask the leader robin d'angelo he goes what do we do when they're in this scenario because i was at a club and you go out of the for starters before robin even says her stupid parts most groups don't feel like that mm-hmm. when i do my jewish jokes the orthodox people like it the most yeah for guess sure. what i do i do a full like three four minute thing on like indians and tamils guess who's laughing the hardest the indians and tamils yeah it's all it's the like, white people who go what the fuck's a tamil yeah because they like it mm-hmm. people like when you make fun of their thing they go oh that's my dad that's all my aunt yeah Everyone. Like when it's done well, obviously, like, yeah. Or that's me. You go like, I do the thing. I was doing like black people fucking, I was doing this joke where I, it's not even like a big thing, but I'm like, girls like, oh, I'm almost there. And it's like girls like almost about to come. And I go, they're lying. Like the way that your black friend says he's almost to your house. He hasn't left. It's just like a little thing. Black people laugh more because they actually know culturally white guys, yeah. white people like Robin D'Angelo will go, what? What's that? Whoa, black people show up later and you go. Because black people, if anything, are early for stuff. And you go, yeah, because you don't know any. Yeah. Would you say she grinds your gears? <laughs> I love her. Would you say she grinds your gears? <laughs> Not really. I kind of like it almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't know. I don't know if it grinds my gears or makes no, me laugh. No, I think no, it makes no, me it laugh. Makes laugh. I was like, I didn't, and, you know, and suddenly that comedian might not have been found funny anymore. How does, how does one cope with that, with that 
Because you're lying. You're had a, had a, you're had lying. How do one had a, had a, had a, had a cope with? <laughs> how do I cope with that? I yeah, he, so he's saying that he's at the show and he goes, how do I cope with the fact that I'm in a comedy club and I thought the comedian was really funny. Then he made fun of me and now he's the least funny person in the world. <laughs> how do I cope with being a fragile dork? Yeah, don't go to comedy. So comedy Here we go. is, um, it's, I think it's an excuse to get to be racist, right? Like irony. And I think TV <laughs> shows like Family Guy and... Um, South Park and maybe a little bit The Simpsons, right? Allowed white people to be racist self-consciously, right? Like I know I'm being racist, and therefore it doesn't count and it's okay. So this is Robin D'Angelo's limited understanding of comedy, mm-hmm. the, which is the most limited understanding. And you go, can you imagine any other thing where you know how she? These kind of people will say, "Hey." How could you speak on a black person's experience? Mm-hmm. But they have no problem telling men, like, this is why you're toxic and this. And you go, oh, but you can speak on men. And she goes, so you go, you're not allowed to speak on, I'm not, so no one can understand anyone else's experience. But you, the least funny person in the world, who has no history of doing comedy, thinks you you can speak on comedy? Yeah, of course. Can you imagine me being like, walking into like a, you walk into an astrophysicist office and you go, Nah. Yeah. Racist. Racist. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. No. He goes, I'm you and this forever. And going, yeah. So I'm, to start I'm an expert on anti racism. There are a million different ways that jokes about race couldn't be funny. Talk about people that like to talk about intersectionality that understand legitimately none of them. Like Scott Adams tries, you know, he has a theory that there's these six or seven things that every great joke contains at least three of them. Mm -hmm. One of them could be cuteness, for example. So meanness can be one of them. Relatability can be one of them. So one of the ways you're doing like jokes is they go, oh, fuck, that's so true. One of them is, yes, irony. What she is describing, when she says this self-awareness aspect, mm-hmm. she's talking about, she's actually meddling, she's uh, mixing up two things, because she's pretending that that's the meanness component, and she's really referring to the irony component, where you go, you're saying this, and it's like, the joke is that you're saying it, because mm-hmm. it's ironic. Yeah. And that can even be two different types, because that could be, you're ironic because you're like, I'm parodying a certain person, or it can be ironic because it's so shocking, and that's now it's on a on fucking another concept. So the legitimate. I would love to see her in the audience of fucking dice. Oh, I would love that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Goes you fucking hole. And so when you say, and it, now you say it's an excuse to be mean. Okay. So, what if a person's making fun of his dog? Is that an excuse to be mean? What if a black person's making fun of? Uh, a white child, a child. Yeah. So, when you say it's an excuse to be racist, by that logic, all comedy is an excuse to be mean. And then, any time a white person's mean to anyone, it's racist or sexist. Is yeah. what she really essentially. Means. Yeah. She goes, anytime you do anything that isn't uplifting the person, it's racist and sexist. Mm-hmm. So but you're uplifting is so, not funny. And it's just like, from a logical standpoint, none of this holds up. Yeah. I mean, also from a just go to a show where everybody's uplifting everybody and see how many times you laugh well, at exactly. the uplifting comedy hour. Yeah. Like, that's just not comedy. Well, comedy has to be a little bit mean. <laughs> and and it doesn't, and a lot of jokes do, but there's also a balance even in that. Like, when you take roasts, for example, right? 
You know when roasts get like too chummy? Mm-hmm. When everything's too chummy, it's like it's gross to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When people are like pretending they they're making fun of each other, but they're actually just like talking about how great they are. Yeah. Chummy. When it's really chummy, it's kind of gross to watch, right? Because they're being too delicate and blah blah blah. And then the other side of it is when they're when they're not friends and they're just being mean. I don't like really watching that either. No. Like you're like this. It just oh, kind no, of definitely the super mean where you go like what you want is people that are friends being mean. Yes. So there's an equilibrium of like how li- like how much so for example if you're making fun of the Indian community or whatever like can they sense that you kind of have respect for them and that they do they expect that a you're being fair to everyone and you actually know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, that's And the if main you one, do, yeah. now you can go fucking really hard and they will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So there's so much Involved yeah, in they the don't think you're like ignorant about it. You, they actually think you know it very well. Exactly. That's what Paul it is. would be a perfect Paul, example exactly. of that. Yeah, he is. talks all about that shit, and they they love it. And he could be real mean because they know he knows. We, Schultz is like that. Like so many of those people, when, when he does like other races, they're so stoked to hear it because they're like, "Fuck this white boy!" Yeah. Like gets our yeah, shit. He gets our shit exactly. He's like he knows what. Yes. So, on top of that, on top of that, taboo. Things are also funny. So when you're talking about the Ryan, idea that racism isn't funny, and there is a part of it that it might not be, but the fact that you're not supposed to say it adds a lot of comedic power. Absolutely. So I was listening to a lot of like uh, Trey Parker interviews over the last little while, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get like a read on him because you know a lot of people say that we are doing something somewhat similar to what they were doing and i think they did make one of the greatest shows of all time but it is hard to get a real opinion of what what Trey Parker does and sometimes i just try to do a deep dive on someone and get in their mind and be like what is this guy what does he really think about this and this what are his comedy philosophies and it's very hard with him cuz he's so popular that when he does interviews, it's basically a press tour. Yeah, very like you're not getting the no. So you have to read between the lines because you know when he's saying stuff, you go, "No, that's not why." Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very like he almost they almost play dumb, and I we all do that a little bit. Like when you're on the right wrong thing, you kind of play on stage. You almost play it like dumb. You when really podcast, yeah, like like, yeah, you go a little like uh, G shucks, kind of like, oh, is that what I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so. Like, oh. He, so it's hard to get what you he said. You almost make them say what your point was, yeah. and you go, oh, really? I was saying that? It was exactly. Weird that, it's weird that you're saying that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I was saying that. It's weird <laughs> that you arrived at that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is totally that. But I thought one of the interesting things that he said was, well, there's a couple, but one of the two most important takes that I took away from him was when he was talking about Everyone, everyone that's really funny kind of gets to these same conclusions, I think. And one of the things he said, he goes, when we were doing the Caitlyn Jenner season and things were getting really PC and they were doing the PC principle, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things he was thinking was, I, I really do think it's gotten to the point where it's going to be very hard for us to make the jokes that we want to make. So the natural progression is we go to making fun of the fact that we can't make fun of these jokes anymore. So we can't make these jokes anymore. So it really is when Robin D'Angelo comes at you and these people, they go, you're not allowed to do that. They think they could stop you. But really all that happens is now you make fun of her because mm-hmm. she, she goes, you can't do that or you're racist. And now that becomes the funny part. The funny part becomes like, the oh, I can't say this because uh, I'm racist. It's, if, if it gains any sort of steam, which it did. Yeah. And you watch that. It's like every comedian started talking about the fact that you can't say anything about trans people. Like that becomes the funny part. Of course. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, and everybody, you know, it's the walking on eggshells and everybody's like, it's, it's watching 
like the the guy on the high wire where you're like it's watching the guy on the high wire oh, holy shit, it's the elephant in the room here? like and you ask Rob, someone like Robin D'Angelo and her, you know, minions that don't understand anything. Okay, why in Seinfeld was it funny that there was an ugly baby? And they can't say it. And then when Kramer comes in, he goes, you know, that baby's ugly. They go, Kramer! Yeah, totally. Or when Kramer goes, no, you're hot. You just need a nose job. It's like, because every the funny part was like everyone thinks it. And then Kramer comes in and he's so stupid. He says, what? What's the, you know, why totally. are you kicking me under the table? And it's not like the joke isn't that like, fuck ugly babies. No. It's the joke is around the tab that there are ugly babies. Like everybody has seen a baby, and you go, "Fuck that!" Baby and you don't know what ugly. to say. But you're like, "That's that baby has parents who are likely your friends or something." And what yeah. do you, dude, we have a friend uh, who had one of the ugliest babies I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and you go, "Yeah, it sucks." I don't know. Then Robin D'Angelo starts talking about punching up, punch down. Like, oh my god! Oh, that's it? the best. Oh yeah, she she's got the whole thing she's figured all, out. Yeah. <laughs> that couple to at dinner i'm still reinforcing racist tropes and ideologies and stories she's actually pretty sick still being reinforced. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck i had a totally misunderstood i didn't know she was reinforcing all this stuff fuck she's sick <laughs> robin d'angelo admits uh, yeah robin d'angelo admits she's reinforcing dude can you imagine anyone that's like, wh- where's the world come? You know, when that all, like speaking of South Park, there was that old thing where they said that um, everyone's becoming their Jewish mother. Yeah. Robin D'Angelo. Imagine being like a college kid and being like, yo, this lady's so fucking sick. And it's like, what does she look like? Legit def- dictionary definition of a librarian. Yeah, totally. And she goes, old, oh, man, stupid bitch with gray <laughs> hair and friggin' librarian glasses yeah. has a lot to tell you about only like what you shouldn't you. do yeah, only, only scolds you all that she does is tell you to keep it down <laughs> and put the books back from where you took them <laughs> yeah yeah you go, thanks Robin imagine me in 16 and being like she's so friggin sick she's so fucking sick she's fucking dumb she's dork um mind who's listening um and so I don't think it's benign to do it in a joking way. Um, and, and there's um, a concept in comedy called punching up, not down. I'm listening. So, you know, you want to punch up. There's very different power dynamics. And, and it, it doesn't hurt in the same way. It doesn't invoke a deep, deep, centuries-long history of oppression. That, no, none of that's relevant on whether it's funny or not. No. It, she. It's like they're so close to understanding punching up and punching down, but you have no fucking clue. Like, you're right. If So, Robin D'Angelo, On the if, base I am in, if I am in jail, let's say, I'm a white guy in jail, showed up the first day, and 25 Mexican guys surround me, and they're about to kill me, and I look at the one guy and I go, nice tattoo, fucking loser. Am I punching up or down? You're about to get... Killed. In my mind, well, that, yeah. I'm getting killed for punching down. That's, you go, yo, you just punched down, S.A. <laughs> yeah, MS-13. We don't take too kindly to punching down in prison, S.A. We're going to have to teach you a lesson about intersectionality, homie. Okay. Prison's weird. <laughs> yo, you crossed a line, bro. Yo, you crossed a line. We don't take to... Yeah, you, do you not know about the power dynamics? You <laughs> you are a white person. <laughs> white people can never punch up. You know that Mexicans can't be racist. That's why they call us Mexicans be racist. 
<laughs> Yo, you're punching, uh, Yo, we don't take kindly to punching down, ass. <laughs> the thing is, on the whole punching up, punching down thing, like there is a maybe kernel of truth where it's like there's a, there, it's true. She just don't understand that. Yeah, like, yes, if you're in a it's room, intersectional. So you're in a, yeah, but if you're say in a crowd of fucking like you're in a comedy club and it's all white people and there's one black guy and the guy on stage is white and he's literally just like not doing good jokes, make like literally being racist. You go, yeah, that's punching down. There's like because it's bad. But that doesn't mean just talking about it makes it like talking about black people is all of a sudden punching down, which is what she essentially thinks. Yeah. She goes, you can't even like reference it. Dude, there's yeah. obviously scenarios. Everyone's been with their girlfriend where they make fun of her in a way that makes her laugh. Yes. So sure. every time I make, you know, and you're a man and she's a, so every time you make fun of your chick and she laughs or vice versa, or I guess vice versa would be fine by her standard. But every time you make fun of your chick, if she's not white, every single time you make fun of her, it's like she's she's laugh. <laughs> I wonder what she because she's like obviously a rich white woman. So fuck yeah. So can I make fun of you? No, because uh, oh, oh she, yes, you no would, no no would making fun of no her because be she's punching? a woman because she doesn't understand all of those things are a factor. Mm -hmm. Yes, a homeless guy you know saying something to like uh, Obama is obviously punching up. Barack Obama? Yeah, uh, oh. Malika. Oh. <laughs> but so in her know. world of intersectionality, she's like, we understand that all of these things make you, whether your gender, your race, your sexuality, all of these things contribute to make who, you who you are. But we only, we, only, we only recognize five of them. Yeah. We don't recognize, so, but except sometimes we do. When we're talking about sexuality, we actually do represent, recommend who's higher in a position of power. But jokes, position of power doesn't matter anymore, apparently. No. So and importantly, we've all been to the comedy clubs that you would think she would like. Like, we've oh, been God. to the comedy shows where you go, you know who would love this? Rob and D'Angelo. You know who wouldn't love this? Everyone Everybody. else. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that... The, these people don't understand how much of the problem they are because the idea is we said, and this is the other thing that Trey Parker said, the second thing that I wanted to like reference just because I've been doing these like little deep dives on things and a lot of it is, you know, trying to bring these nuggets back here. Yeah. <laughs> but the other funny thing he said, which we've probably all experienced the same thing or even people that are like a shit poster on the internet experience the same thing. He goes, one of the whole reasons we did the season with like PC principal and like, uh, the women uh, where, where it goes, um, uh, women are strong, get over it, mm -hmm. is because they all watched Star Wars and they were like, this movie was, pre was pretty crappy. And then, and then New York Times and all these places gave it like a five-star review. And, and so even to start, you go, a Star Wars, which was like a remake, it was a remake with like all these new, it's basically like, one of those old sitcom things they're saying where it's like a very nostalgia, like the member yeah, berries like thing. It's a cash cow. Thing. It's a cash cow. It, but they were saying, you know, when like all in the family, his reference was, you know, when all in the family gets back together and everyone comes in and it's just like, oh, remember that guy? Like, yeah, course, it's yeah. just that, right? And you go, it's a derivative show. It, this should by no means a real. Inter a real like movie reviewer shouldn't by no means be giving Star Wars this kind of it's like saying Fast and Furious like mm -hmm. was like the you know the Oscar winner of the year it's just like yeah. it's not that kind of movie even but because girls were in it they gave it five stars and they go men are or he goes he goes women are funny get over it and that was the headline yeah so the same reason that like a lot of these headlines have sparked my sketches he said he saw that one thing and they like couldn't get over it. And they, they he kind of went in. With That's that. funny. He goes, women are funny. Get over it. And he goes, couldn't get over that. He couldn't get over it. 
He couldn't get over the headline, and he legitimately re- they wrote the whole season about that yeah. kind of. And I thought that was like such an interesting thing. But it was like everyone's like over it, and was like, I'm I'm not. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. But you're telling me it's amazing, and it's these Robin D'Angelo people where they go and they go, "This is funny. This isn't funny." And you're a racist. Yeah, they're so wrong that you become like a crusader against everything she thinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, she's also like makes a point of literally attacking you for not agreeing with her. Like, yeah. she's not saying like, "Oh, you know, we can agree to disagree." No. She's literally saying, disagree with me, and you're a racist bigot. <laughs> it's not like a moderate, mild thing where she goes, yeah, let's just like, you know, tomato, tomato here. Yeah. I, I It was interesting. Like, I think there's, it's it's funny to watch the people that like grew with the times and became very, the, and really stayed relevant forever and the ones that aren't. And I guess the funny one to me is like Stern that kind of hasn't be stayed relevant. Mm-hmm. And I watch a little bit of him. I, I honestly think a guy like that should have just went to being like an interviewer more than... Do you think it's potentially just the, like the medium too though? I think it's the medium. I think... Like the fact that he was like, you know... The, I think it's hard to be... Yeah, I think and, it's hard to be so great and on top and like de- deal with your not on topness. Certain people move into being a legacy position where they're like... You, there's certain people. I think Eminem did this bad too. I, I always... There's like a lot of them... The people that became like more beloved in their older years, they kind of became this like vessel for who the new hot guy is. Like who recently has Howard Stern been like, you guys have to check this guy out. It's all very like, I don't, don't, whereas a guy like Rogan's very like, like you have to check out this guy. He's a press stop, but the best press stops that stay the most relevant, you have to give your crown up a little bit. I mean, I feel like it's hard to be super relevant when you're strictly on Sirius XM. It's like, just so what? I don't have Sirius. I just like, no, because they have lots of YouTube clips. Like I think he could be to some degree relevant, but there's this element where, they can't. They they won't accept that the things change. They won't accept their new place. So, he, when, you know, for example, the Rogan thing when Rogan came out and he said, um, you know, white people are gonna, you know, not be able to talk or whatever, white men, and he was kind of mm. kidding, you know, yeah, kind of kidding, and it was a little hyperbolic, and everyone kind of knew what he meant and whatever, right? Joe Rogan kind of or Stern like kind of responded to that, being like, well, Joe Rogan says that that he goes, well, he's got a huge platform, like, so it's like. Uh, Joe Rogan, he kind of says that. He goes, Joe Rogan says he can't speak. I mean, he on, he has the one of the biggest platforms in the world. Like, he kind of parrots like the... Well, you almost missed the joke. Like, you missed the kind of like... You kind of missed the fact that he wasn't being serious. Yeah, and there's also another part and, of it. And then it just exposes you as like some old out-of-touch guy. Yeah, because you go, yeah, you're 70, and you are you obviously have a huge platform. Joe Rogan has a huge platform. But, like, it, it reminds me of, like, when... There's nothing grosser than like old people telling like younger people that their problems don't matter. And it was kind of that thing where you want Trump, this is how you get Trump, you know? Yeah. But you'll see, you'll see people do, it used to be a lot like this with like, you know, probably I'm sure that a million fucking black dudes have said, no, nah, when I fucking go to a store, um, you know, the people like, uh, or always have their eye on me or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I'm sure there would be a lot of people that'd be like, I don't think they have their eye on you. And it's like, no, they do. Yeah, it's because you. Why would you pay attention to that? Yeah, but it's like one of so, my favorite kind yeah, they, of. Jokes they're just is, telling you it's not true. They go, "That's not true," and and, and then black guys are like, "No, it is true." Our, our friend Chris has like a funny joke where it's like really like kind of poignant or whatever point. Yeah, I like it, Chris Robinson. Chris, Chris Robinson, Hilarious. but he basically says doing he's a special like, now too. Yeah, he's doing awesome. a special. He's doing a special sick, but uh, 
basically a joke where he says like, you know, one thing like, you know, I just don't do and I'll never do is like, I'll never just go in a store and just like open a bag of chips and eat it and pay on the way out. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'll just like, I can't do that. Yeah. I just can't do it. He's like, that's, that would be the, the ultimate. Whereas like, I've been so many white friends who like eat half of their groceries. Yeah. By the time he, they I get think he says anything. Checkout. He goes, you're having a picnic in the store. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it was like, I've seen, you know, you've seen those guys where you're just eating all this stuff. And he goes like, yeah, I just, I can't do that. Exactly. Like I just can't. So, and people will say that and they go, oh, as if, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, no, this is, this is real. And there's a million of those things. Yeah. So it's an old guy. And you ever heard the phrase red herring? Yeah. It's that. It's mm. like, so there's like some 20 year old white guy being like, hey, I went to my university and they put up a poster that said white guys can't speak at this meeting. And then you go, oh, well, Joe Rogan has a million followers. And you go, what the fuck does that have to do with like what we're talking about? It's like you're someone's telling you something's happening. You go, no, it doesn't, which is what they kind of accuse everyone of doing. They go, someone's telling you their experience and you're like dismissing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make it always right. No, a lot but if of- a lot of people are saying this happened, like if there's, if one person comes up to you and says, Hey, I was on, you know, this thing and you go, okay. But if a hundred people all kind of had the similar experience, it's at least worth looking into. Absolutely. But again, Sometimes it's wrong. Like uh, sometimes you know, it's wrong. The the thing I always like go back to is like you know you always hear like old ladies will be like you know when I see a black person I cross the street and it's like yeah you're not right for doing that it just just because you feel that way and they'll be like well I feel that way and you go yeah it's not what right. do you mean like they're doing the well, Robin D'Angelo thing that's, well essentially they'll be like this is you know a lot of people think their feelings are. They go just because I feel that way it must be true and what you were saying is you know if many people feel that way it could it could be true. Where, I mean, obviously, if a ton of people go, this, Give me is my, example. this is my experience. Just like, you know, you see, you hear it all the time where it's like some old lady will be like, oh, I see a black, walk walking down the street, I see a black person, I cross the street. Like, they think they're in danger, you know, for whatever, they think they're like in danger. Oh, they think they were in danger. And you're like, you're not, and your feelings are wrong. But if you told them that, they go, no, that's like how I feel. That I felt like I was in danger. Yeah, but you're like, okay. you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I don't know. No, for sure. So there's, so that's the, when it goes back to all this stuff that, I think that these people that aren't relevant and that aren't in tune with like the culture and the conversation, they're looking at real things that are happening and they're describing them improperly or Mm -hmm. avoiding describing them altogether. And that's what Robin D'Angelo is doing. And that's why separates people that are relevant now. People that are relevant. They're looking at reality and they're giving you an alternate explanation that doesn't fit what's actually happening. Yeah. Well, she has a mental model that she has fucking grift. Yeah. But she has a mental model that I think she has to use to, uh, explain all things, right? If you say, how do you feel about yeah. this? She has this mental model that she plugs in that she plugs it plugs in. in that piece of data and she She's goes a fucking plug. runs it through. Yeah, she <laughs> she runs it through her thing and she goes, This is my answer. Like you could almost like you don't even need her to say how she feels about comedy, right? No. Like I could tell you how Robin D'Angelo feels about comedy. You don't even need to hear it. Yeah, you don't need to really hear it. You know what what it's gonna be. Dude, one hundred percent. Yeah, these people. It's like, because like they have a pretty like consistent. I mean, if anything, at least you could say it's like it's a consistent model for them. It's insane, but yeah, it's you know you could probably fucking program it. Well, into, these people, the lack of principles is just so. I mean, even with when you look at the like the January sixth stuff that we were talking about earlier, it's like you'll see the tweets online, and it'll be people that like. I think I've been objectively. Across all the things, whether that be protesters for, you know, in the thing or whether that be the rioters or whether that be criminals, like I don't want people to be going to jail without like a trial and being like screwed on their plea bargains. And like, I'm, but these people who like claim that they think there will be people going, the guy from 
one of the the Capitol riot people, they go, this guy's going to jail. Every comment is like, not long enough. And they go, he's being held without trial and he's being held without uh, like a lawyer and all this like yeah, yeah. stuff that's unconstitutional. Basically stuff they did to 9-11 terrorists. Mm-hmm. And they're like, good. Like, well, haha, crime or actions have consequences. And it was like, how do you not, like well, just because of the skin color, and I guess it's. I flipped, mean, the moment but, they do this to an Antifa person, and they're going to be like, "What a miscarriage of justice!" Yeah, but I, well, you see it the other way around, where you see the Antifa people go, and uh, you know what's their what you know people that are on the right or whatever, they're just like, "Good, ha, whatever." But well, it's all, the, the difference it's all is the eye for the eye shit. Everybody, uh, no, no, no. But the only difference is this is why it's worse for the left wing people is because right wing people, a lot of those people don't claim to not be like anti cops. A lot of those people are straight up like Blue Lives Matter people. Yeah. So when you're like a like a, a boys in blue, blue lives matter person. It's not really as hypocritical to be like, yeah, both those people should be in jail. Yeah. That is Whereas a weird element. When you're for- fucking on the, when you're trying to be like, Hey, I'm sticking up for marginalized people. Well, a fucking poor person that's in jail without like a try or a lawyer. Guess what? That person's marginalized. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot, you see the, sh- the shaman dude or whatever. Apparently now they're saying he's like totally like he's like, he has, it's funny. Cause they said he has like all these mental issues and all this stuff. And you go, okay. You think, yeah, but, well, he's he's trying. That's him trying to be like well, get a softer sentence, right? Yeah, yeah. But well, they're saying like people even observing him, he's like schizophrenic and all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, he's got some mental issues, and I don't know. I mean, I'd go with that too. What are you gonna go course, with? It's, like, Cos- it's fucking, a Cosby thing. It's like everybody. Cosby. Every every person Cosby goes into go, court ah. and they're like, <laughs> yeah, you literally Robert Durst. You shit yourself, and you go, guess I'm not going to jail today, boys. Isn't that so funny that that's the whole like model? <laughs> <laughs> you show up and you well everybody's tried that though and and then they have like all these experts to say yeah you're just pretending <laughs> go, excuse me that's my identity yeah anyways well okay thank you for everyone who's been listening to the boys cast shout out to a couple $20 patrons Justin Ledford Christina Abara uh, Mia Kronko and um, we got a whole bunch of different people that joined and it's been cool a lot of people have followed the the boys cast clips channel after lots of requests for that but it was even cool like a weekend when we go away we're going on tour next weekend check the dates like all through like Texas which is like no we're not going to Texas or no we're going to Liberty <laughs> Ohio Columbus Ohio Kansas City Missouri Missouri for two nights. Oh, Plano and, is the, and then after. Omaha, Nebraska. We should go to Warren Buffett's Holy shit, house. can't believe you remembered all that stuff. And then uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, so that's next weekend. Should we go see if we can track down Warren Buffett? Yeah. That's Margaritaville, right? Yeah, it's the Margaritaville. Yeah, guy. dude. Check out that. Patreon.com slash the boys cast as always. But it's been cool to talk to everyone. And you know what? One thing that's funny that I feel like I get like a ton of these days is people will be like on the videos. Like, you know, and right now I have like, 420,000 subscribers like every day right now. It's sick, like, dude. 420? Yeah, I know. It's so sick. It's actually 420 right now. I missed it. But every day, every day across platforms, literally right now, every day is about 600,000 views. Like it's Amazing. really cranking, right? And but it's so funny because we just moved here like not that long ago and I'll get all these people messaging being like, hey, how is this guy not bigger? You should be big. Like, how is this not this? And I'm like, it's funny because I'm just like, I guess I thought it was. I'm like I thought we were doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know but what they I mean? mean like I know. Well, yeah, like well, when I turn on fucking entertainment tonight, why aren't you on? There? No, I know. And I, well, the first thing it makes you feel like there's so much farther to go, right? Mm-hmm. Just scratching the surface of how yeah. big you can get, and you see all these people that are way bigger. But the other part is that that I think people should they don't like maybe notice, but the amount of offers I've turned down of to be like independent, like real. You know, there's been a lot of big places for both the podcast and for like all the YouTube stuff that I've, and I, you know, I signed with like an agency and like a manager and stuff, but it's, 
and some people that do ads and stuff like that. But for the most part, I've turned down huge deals yeah. to remain independent. Like I'm in music. They always talk about that, right? Like there's so many musicians being like, I did it all independent, but you don't really get enough props for guys that do it all themselves in oh, this. For sure. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I've said no to like real, real fucking money to come build the studio here and to run all my stuff myself. So it is, yeah. you know, I'm still the one like sitting there editing the videos at, you know, 12 at night and did it all. So I think that's a big part of it. And then the other part is like, I was looking at, which is the way to do it. And I was looking at these people that if you were like, would you want to even do a TV show and stuff like that? You're like, and what do a TV show and what? Like, get fucking combed through like you're running for office totally i know yeah like the just basically every person has to have like an in-depth background check for your comedy show i see some <laughs> of my i see some of our friends that are like getting into that world right now like they kind of got to a point and they go you know what i'm gonna do it i know two or three of those and you look at them i'm not gonna say their names and you look at them and you're like i if i was them i would feel like i'd be missing something right now like I'd be missing, I'd be like, I feel like I'm missing something that's going on here energy wise. You For know? sure. Well, a lot of times too, like, I mean, we know that a lot of people get TV shows and you're like, not one person knows who they are. No, I know. Because they're, you know, it's a show We're, that oh, it's yeah. like, they, you know, they get a, they get cut a check. They get to go make a thing that they think is cool, but maybe it doesn't end up being the thing that they want because yeah. there's all these cooks in the kitchen and then it comes out it literally makes zero splash. It gets buried in the algorithm and then it's over. Yeah, 100%. and you know, not one person, you know, they're like, you know, they don't get stopped in the fucking street once. Like nobody knows who they are. They get, you know, we know people with like, you know, TV shows who legitimately you go look at their Instagram, they have like twelve hundred followers. Yeah, and you go, okay, so like, what's going on? Like, it's just people. It's like you're you you become like elevator music for TV, basically. It's just like people put it Good on the background point. while they're fucking folding their clothes. Hundred, you know, and then they're like, like you're essentially like a yeah, Honda, okay, Honda <laughs> P, dude, Honda P. <laughs> No, you're right. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I was kind of looking at that and the, the landscape and all that shit. And, and the other, t on top of that, I was kind of pumped that one thing I was thinking about, you know, that idea where, uh, with, you know, with tech people or any sort of thing, it's almost like a lot of factors came together for Bill Gates to be, you know, the right thing, the right amount of computer knowledge at the right time. And I was mm. kind of like, it is interesting. It was like, I started making videos so long ago. I was obsessed with the street stuff. Then I started doing sketches and both of those do good at, on YouTube at different times. So it's like, I have this sketch thing and I have this YouTube thing and, or the sketches in this and, and, and sort of when politics gets, you know, when cultural stuff gets a little exhausting, people just like the funny, yeah, they this just like better. the funny, just like, and then the stand up when that, and on top of that, it's like with, with the CBC and with uh, the mats thing and stuff like that. when I was doing the hard times, I like, spent all that time figuring out how to run like an ad business. Mm -hmm. Like I was running. So yeah, it's exactly. like yeah, in half of these... so much of this business is running ads. And then the music stuff, I'm able to like set up a podcast studio, edit audio, do all this stuff. And it was like, so being like an audio editor, a fucking actual editor doing stand up, learning how to be the best at street interviews, learning how to make and produce sketches. And it's like all this stuff kind of came together to create this cool little like. For sure. I do. I totally see people who like saw your shit and they go, like, I should do that. I'm like, you can't. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They literally go, I should do that. You go, no, you can't do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't do just, any of just it. Just deciding you should do it is like, <laughs> you're like, no, you can't. I said, you're right. Cause it is so true. So many comics will pick my brain and be like, hey, like, yeah, I, I want to try to get into that stuff. And yeah, it's like, like, you can't. Yeah, what? Do, get I into mean, you what? You could in 10 years from now if you start now but that but Maybe, that always but goes back to that action thing. versus inaction it's like 
you know, legitimately 20 years of like bugging people on the streets while no yeah, one was watching. Exactly. <laughs> now everyone's watching. Totally. Me bug people on the streets. But like, yeah, the amount of people who are just like flippantly go, I should do that. And you go, it's like watching like a professional golfer. You go like, I should get in a professional, <laughs> a professional golfer. You're like 40. And you're like, oh, okay. It kind of is like that, right? Kind of. And you go, yeah, you can. Yeah, you're right. Especially when it is like a 40 year old comedian being like, I should get into being like a filmmaker. It's like, you missed it. Yeah, you might have missed it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The only thing comics could do is a podcast because it's like, or have a really close friend. You, the smartest ones, find like a really great filmmaker and then make them a partner. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes people are good organizers. But I mean, even those guys are good. pieces. Yeah, but, but those guys got to be as funny as you. That's yeah. why editors are so impossible to find. Yeah. The only probably guy I found since I moved here that's a really good editor on that level that I'm like, fuck, this guy's good is Aiden from One Minute Talk Show. Yeah. That's the only guy that I've met so far where I, I, I would film something with him. He would edit it and I would be like, yeah, that's close enough to what I would have done. Mm -hmm. So anyways, yeah. I think that's a little funny thing about just like, you never know. Is when you're building skills, you never know when they're going to be useful. No. I didn't. I thought of that yesterday. That I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at like running this ad business because that's a big thing. And I was like, oh right, I spent like four years running that ad. I yeah. didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, it's, it's it is interesting too because for all the people who like hate being in Canada, there's like for entertainment, there are these benefits to it. You just don't see them in the moment necessarily. No, you you can you you kind of get good at all those things. And I think that was like helpful. Yeah, but in the moment, you're not. Yeah, you're not seeing the, the grander. No, it only, well, it only pays off ever if you get the hell out of there and I, use it. Right. Yeah. But anyways, patreon.com slash the boys cast. We got, I got a fucking super funny article. This, uh, there's a bunch of good questions and stuff. We answer a lot of people's questions, but cryptocurrency has a bro problem. <laughs> I was fucking <laughs> loving that. So we'll, we're going to do that on the Patreon. I feel, uh, I feel attacked. Yeah. A mom being uh, depressed and suicidal because of her son's only fans, bunch of different stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're having we're we're having fun over there. We're having fun over. I love the mom suicidal. It's like, yeah. yeah, how many fucking sons, moms? We'll talk about it. Anyways, okay. On the follow Patreon. us on the Patreon. We really do appreciate. It. That's a good way to support us. Peace. Bye. Longest outro in history. Yeah. <laughs>